Hi, this is Joel and Victoria. Thanks for listening to our podcast and thanks for supporting the ministry. If you enjoyed today's message, why don't you be a blessing and share it with a friend? We appreciate you and pray for God's very best in your life. It is always a joy to come into your homes each week. We love you. We know God has great things in store for each one of you. I tell them here all the time, this is going to be your best year so far. So get that down on the inside. But thanks for tuning in. If you're ever in our area, I hope you'll stop by and see us. Promise you, we'll make you feel right at home. I like to get started each week with something funny. And I heard about this atheist. He was spending a quiet day on the lake when all of a sudden his boat was attacked by the Loch Ness Monster. In one easy flip, it tossed him and his boat high into the air. Then it opened its mouth, waiting to swallow. As the man tumbled head over heels, he cried out, God, help me. All at once, time stood still. The whole picture froze. God said, but I didn't think you believed in me. The atheist said, God, please give me a break. Two minutes ago, I didn't believe in the Loch Ness Monster either. (laughs) All right, hold up your Bibles. Say it like you mean it. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, God bless you. I want to talk to you today about trusting God to do it His way. Every one of us has things we're believing for, situations we want to see change, dreams God's put in our heart. And if we're not careful, we'll put God in a box and tell him how to do it and when to do it and where to do it. We have our plan of how God's going to answer our prayers and how he's going to get us out of debt and how he's going to change our loved one. We get it all figured out. But the problem with this is if it doesn't happen the way we want, We get discouraged and frustrated. God, I thought you were going to get me out of debt, but I didn't get that promotion. I prayed six months. I thought for sure this man was the right one for me. I thought for sure this situation would turn around by now. I don't know what I've done wrong. No, you may not have done anything wrong. It just wasn't God's plan. He has another way to bring that to pass. And the scripture says here in Isaiah 55, God's ways are not our ways. They are higher and better than our ways. And if you don't get your way, if it doesn't happen on your timetable, instead of getting discouraged, why don't you believe that God has something better in store? Just because it doesn't happen your way doesn't mean it's not going to happen. God has a plan. He's got it all figured out. But when we put God in our box, tell him how to do it and when to do it, All that does is limit him. It's much better to say, God, I'm trusting you. I know you have my best interest at heart. And even if I don't get my way, I'm going to stay open and believe that you're still directing my steps. I talked to a man a while back. He asked me to pray that he would get this position at a new company. It seemed like a great opportunity. I prayed that he'd have God's favor and that he'd have the words to speak People would like him on and on. He came back a couple of months later. He was so disappointed. He couldn't believe it didn't work out. You'd have thought it was the end of the world. And I told him what I'm telling you. 
You can't get so set on having it your way that if it doesn't work out, you're going to go around disappointed for six weeks. If the only way you're going to be happy is if it happens your way, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. A better approach is to say, God, this is what I want. I'd love to have this promotion. You know what's in my heart. But if it's not your best, God, I'm fine with it because I know you have something better in store. About six months later, the company that that man wanted to work for so badly had some major setbacks. And the position that they offered him was totally eliminated. If he had taken it, he wouldn't have a job today. See, God can see the big picture. He knows what's best for us. So instead of worrying about it and going around frustrated because it's not happening as fast as we would like, we need to learn to just turn it over to God. Trust Him to do it His way. 2 Kings chapter 5, there's a story about Naaman. He was a captain in the Syrian army, a very well-respected and influential man, but he had leprosy. And one day, a young lady that worked for him, a maid at his house, said, Naaman, if you'll go see the prophet Elisha and let him pray for you, I know you'll be healed. Naaman took her advice and traveled a great distance and finally showed up at Elisha's house. But when he got there, Elisha didn't even come out to meet him. He had one of his servants go give him a message. The servant said, Naaman, if you'll go wash in the Jordan River seven times, you'll be healed. Naaman was offended. Here he had traveled a great distance. He was an important person, but Elisha didn't even come out to meet him. Plus, he didn't want to go wash in the river. He had his own plan. He said, I thought Elisha would come out and wave his hand over me and make me well. Notice two words that almost kept him from his miracle. I thought. In other words, this is not the way I expected it to happen. I didn't think I was going to have to wash in a dirty river. Besides, we have better rivers back at home where I live. That young servant girl that was with him said, Naaman, if he had asked you to do a difficult thing, you would do it. Why don't you do this easy thing? He finally went down to the river. On the seventh time when he came up, his skin was perfectly clean. I wonder how many of us miss out on our miracles because we thought it would happen another way. I thought I'd get that promotion and that's how God would bless me. I thought I would get well without having to take this medicine, Joel. I thought this person would introduce me to their friend and we'd hit it off big, but it didn't happen. No, we have to learn to stay open. I know my sister Lisa, she and her husband Kevin, they tried for several years to have a child. Lisa went through all the fertility treatments. and She had several surgeries, but nothing helped. Finally, the doctor said to her, Lisa, I'm sorry, there's nothing more we can do for you. You're just not going to be able to have a child. Lisa was devastated. She told how she had become consumed with having that baby. That's all she thought about. It was always the main focus of her prayers. God, please give me a child. God, you promised me children. God, help me to conceive. On and on. One day she realized, just like when Abraham had to put his son Isaac on the altar, he had to put down the thing that meant most to him. When he was willing to let it go, that's when God gave him his son back. Lisa realized she had to put that baby on the altar. She had to turn it over to God. She said, God, I'm not going to ask you another time to have this baby. 
You already know what I want. You know what's in my heart. And so instead of begging you and telling you how to do it and when to do it, I'm going to relax and start trusting you. She made a decision that she was going to be happy even if she never had a baby. She made a decision she was going to enjoy her life even if that dream never came to pass. Once she made that decision, once she got God out of her box, then that opened up new doors. It's just a few months later that they got a call from a friend of ours that has a ministry that takes care of teenage girls. And she asked Lisa and Kevin if they would be interested in adopting baby twin girls. Lisa immediately knew that was the answer to her prayer. They felt peace about it. Kevin and Lisa adopted those children at birth. Today, they couldn't be any happier. And of course, it's good to be passionate about our dreams. But the fact is, sometimes you have to put a dream on the altar. Don't let it consume you. Don't let it frustrate you. Do you know a dream can become an idol? If that's all you think about and you're not going to be happy unless it happens your way, that's out of balance. You're holding on to it so tightly, but actually when you let it go, that's when God can bring it to pass. The scripture says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Some of you, like Lisa was, you're frustrated because you're trying to force things to happen. You're not going to be happy unless you have a baby, unless you get married, unless you get that promotion. That's all you think about. But when you focus on that more than you do all the great things already in your life, that can keep God from bringing it to pass. Turn it over to God. Dare to say, God, even if this never happens, I'm still going to be happy. God, I'd love to get married, but even if I don't, I'm still going to enjoy my life. God, I really want this promotion, but if it doesn't work out, I'm not going to live negative, discouraged, sour. God, I'm trusting you. And if you'll let go of that frustration and not let it become the center of your attention, but instead use that same time and energy to thank God that he's in control of your life and thank him that he's directing your steps. When you do that, God can give you the desires of your heart. I know people, they tell God every five minutes something they want. They practically beg God. It's always on their mind. But we have to remember, God already knows what we want. He's the one that put the desires in us. And it's okay to ask, but what I'm saying is, it's not okay to get consumed. A greater act of faith is to be happy right where you are and stay open and trust God to bring it about His way and in His timing. A few months ago, I was out running and I'd had a long day. Things hadn't gone the way I'd hoped and I was wondering when this was gonna change and why this was taking so long and how I could make this happen faster. I was kind of frustrated. And while I was running, the wind was blowing, these leaves were falling and one thing I've always liked to do is try to catch leaves. And this big burst of air came by and I grabbed and grabbed and grabbed. But these leaves were long, slender leaves and they darted everywhere. They were almost impossible to catch. At one point, there must have been a thousand leaves falling all around me. I couldn't believe it. I could not catch a single leaf. Here I was out running to relieve stress. I felt like I'd get more stressed out because I couldn't catch a stinking leaf. (laughs) Finally, I said, you know what? Forget about it. It's not worth wasting my time and energy over. It doesn't even matter. So I just let it go. 
about 10 minutes later, while I was still running, all of a sudden, as this hand came up, I felt this leaf fall right into the center of my hand. Now, I've been running for a long time. I've never had that happen before. It's as if God was saying, Joel, just trust me. You don't have to grab. You don't have to try to make things happen. You don't have to live frustrated. Just turn it over to me and I'll give you the desires of your heart. So every time I'm tempted to worry about why something isn't happening or I'm tempted to get frustrated, I just remember this leaf. If God can cause the wind to blow a leaf out of the air and have it timed perfectly so it can hit the palm of my hand while I'm running, he can surely take care of anything else in my life. Don't live frustrated. God is in complete control. You may not see how it's going to work out, but that's okay. That's not our job. Our job is to believe. Our job is to stay open. If Lisa had kept God in her box and only been set on having it one way, she may not have those beautiful children today. God has all kinds of ways to bring your dreams and desires to pass. In the scripture, Jesus healed one blind man by making mud and putting it on his eyes. Another time he spoke to a blind man and instantly he could see. Naaman had to go wash seven times. Another person with leprosy, Jesus told him to go show himself to the priest. It was that act of faith that made him whole. And sometimes we think, well, God did it for me one way this time. Surely he'll do it the same way next time. But that's not necessarily true. I remember how my mother was healed without any medical treatment of cancer of the liver back in 1981. The doctors told her that chemotherapy and radiation wouldn't do her any good. My mother prayed. She stood on the scripture. She spoke words of faith. And God, in his great mercy, totally healed her. But about seven years ago, my mother had terrible pain in her hip. She had polio as a child, and one of her legs is smaller than the other. From years of favoring that leg, it wore her hip out. She could hardly walk without great, great pain. So she prayed just like she did when she had cancer. She stood on those same scriptures. She fought the good fight of faith, but she didn't get any better. I'm sure my mother in the natural could have thought, well, God did it without medical treatment back then. Surely he'll do it again. But no, my mother was smart enough to know that God does it in different ways. She didn't have God in a box. So one day she went and had the surgery, had her hip replaced. Today, she can walk better than ever. She's totally free from that pain. Not long after the surgery, she said, Joel, I don't know why God didn't heal me this time like he did last time. I said, well, mother, really, God did heal you this time like he did last time. He just used a different process. We have to realize every good thing comes from God. I mean, God, God is the one that created medicines. God's the one that's given doctors and scientists the wisdom to help us live healthier lives. Doctors can perform surgery, but only God can heal. If my mother had been hard-headed and stubborn, thought, no, I'm going to believe for it one way, she would probably still be in great pain today. We have to stay open. I heard about a guy that was stranded at his home because of a big flood. He prayed and prayed that God would get him out of that situation. A couple of hours later, the fire department came by in a big truck. They said, come on, we'll take you to higher ground. But he refused to leave. He just kept on praying. 
God, please stop the rain. God, please get me out of all this trouble, all this water. The water continued to rise. A few hours later, people came by in a boat. They said, get in, we'll take you to higher ground. But he said, no, I'm waiting for God to deliver me. They looked at him kind of puzzled, paddled away. Four or five hours later, the water was all the way at his roof. Coast Guard sent a helicopter by. They dropped him a ladder. Once again, he refused to take it. Not long after that, he drowned. Got to heaven. He said, God, why didn't you answer my prayers? Why didn't you deliver me? God said, son, I sent you a fire truck. I sent you a boat. I sent you a helicopter. You were just too stubborn to take it. I wonder how many times we miss out on our miracle because we are so set in having it our way. I know God sent me the helicopter several times in my life and I flagged him off. I don't need that. That's not God. That's the enemy trying to steal my blessings. <laughs> no, I've learned my lesson now. I'm the first one on the fire truck these days. <laughs> I don't care how God answers my prayers just as long as he does. Stay open. Don't let the helicopter pass you by. And just because it doesn't work out your way, know that God has another plan. I've told you how several years ago, we were trying to find property to build a new sanctuary on. We found 100 acres right off the freeway about a mile from our other location. I was so excited. I just knew that was God. I knew he had saved that property for us. And so for four or five months, we worked on it full force. But the day we were to close, the people that owned it sold it right out from under us. I was so disappointed. I went home and told Victoria what happened. I'll never forget what she said. She said, Joel, that just means God has something better in store. And I thought, I don't want to hear my own sermon. <laughs> I wanted her to feel sorry for me. I wanted her to join in, have a pity party, complain. But I knew deep down in here, what she was saying was exactly right. God closed that door for a reason. It's because it wasn't his best. But you know, it was hard to accept. I had to make a decision. Am I going to sit around discouraged, negative, complaining? Or am I going to shake it off and believe that God's still in control? This is where many people miss it. Their plan doesn't work out. They get all discouraged. They lose their passion, lose their enthusiasm, give up on their dreams, all because it didn't happen their way. They had their plan. They had it all figured out. We have to remember this scripture God's ways are better than our ways. If a door closes in your life, instead of going around all discouraged and defeated, we need to learn to immediately turn it around and just say, Father, thank you. I know you have something better in store. That's exactly what happened here. Six months later, we got the news that this place was becoming available. This was more than we could even ask or think. And I thank God every day for closing those doors. I've learned to stay open. Don't put God in a box. In fact, sometimes you have to go through closed doors before you'll ever get to your open doors. Those closed doors helped me to enlarge my vision. I would have never moved the church. I was young. I thought I'm not going to rock the boat. But through that process of seeing how God supernaturally closed those doors, it got me prepared for when this place became available. And sometimes God will take you from A to D, to E, to F, just so he can get you back to B. God works in mysterious ways. All the things that influence you along the way, the people you're meeting, the experience you're getting, all those things are a part of God's plan. Learn to stay open. 
Some of you today have God in a little bitty box. You don't think you could ever accomplish your dreams or ever get out of debt or ever be healthy again. It's because you're only focused on the natural. But God is a supernatural God. When we believe, all things become possible. The first step is to quit trying to figure everything out. There may not be a way in the natural, but that's okay. God can do what men can't do. You think about the children of Israel. When they left Egypt, there was two million of them. Pharaoh changed his mind and came chasing after them. They came to a dead end at the Red Sea. Looked like it was over. They couldn't see a way out, but that didn't mean there wasn't a way. God simply parted the Red Sea. They went through on dry ground. Now, I always remind myself of that principle. Just because I can't see a way doesn't mean God doesn't have a way. When they told me it was going to cost $100 million to renovate this facility, after I got up off the ground, I said, God, I don't see how that could happen, but I know you have a way. I know you wouldn't have given us this place if you didn't already have a plan. See, God never gives a vision without making provision. We've met every one of our goals, and I know we will continue to do so. Well, you say, Joel... The price of gas is so high and the cost of living keeps going up. No, God has a plan. He can cause your car to get more miles to the gallon. I believe while you're driving out here, your engine is getting a new beginning. (laughs) Your carburetor is getting resurrection power. God can cause our money to go further. When you're at the grocery store at the mall, he can help you to find the best deals. He can cause people to want to be good to you. I was out shopping with Victoria one time and she found this blouse and she asked me to go up to the counter and pay for it so she could continue to look. And <laughs> when I got there to the counter, the lady just out of the blue said, you know what, this is going to go on sale tomorrow. I'm going to go ahead and give you the sale price right now. I said, well, thank you. That's very kind of you. And as she folded it up, she's just about to put it in the bag and she noticed a little bitty spot on the back. She said, look at that. Do you see that? I said, oh yeah, that looks terrible. (laughs) She said, well, if it'd be okay with you, I'll go ahead and cut the price in half. I said, I guess that'll be all right. (laughs) I told Victoria, I'm going to go shopping with you more often. (laughs) But God has a plan. And the good news is we don't have to figure it out. We just have to believe. We just have to stay in faith. And when you don't see a way out, it's good to remind yourself, God, you created the universe. You spoke the worlds into existence. You stopped the sun for Joshua. You closed the mouths of lions for Daniel. You parted the Red Sea for the children of Israel. God, nothing's too difficult for you. Even though I can't see a way, God, I know you can make a way. When Victoria and I had been married for a couple of years, we used to take a walk many nights through our neighborhood. We lived in a one-story ranch home. It was built back in the 1950s. It had had some foundation problems and other things wrong with it, but it was on a beautiful piece of property. We were happy, just as content as can be. One night as we were walking, Victoria saw this nice two-story home. It was brand new. It looked like a dream home. She said, Joel, one day we're going to live in a house just like that. She might as well have said, one day we're going to go to the moon. I no more believe that. And I went on to tell all the reasons why it wasn't going to happen. I said, Victoria, we don't have that kind of income. 
We could save up for years and years and never be able to afford that. I did my best to fill her with doubt and unbelief, but none of that affected her. It bounced off of her like water off of a duck's back. She said, no, 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 Joel, I feel it right down in here. One day we're going to live in a house just like that. Every time we pass that house, night after night, week after week, she told me the same thing. One day we're going to live in a place like that. Finally, after about three or four months, she convinced me. Instead of arguing with her, I started agreeing with her. I let that seed take root. I quit looking at what I didn't have and I started looking at what God did have. I didn't see a way in the natural, but I knew just because I don't see a way doesn't mean God doesn't have a way. Victoria's attitude was, I'm not moved by what I see. I'm moved by what I know. And I know God can do more than we can ask or think. I know God's dream for our life is bigger than our own. I know God's not limited by our income. See, God's limited by our thinking. He's limited when we go around telling him how it's not going to work out. And we don't have the education. And we're just not talented enough. Joel, I come from the wrong family and my supervisor at work, he doesn't even like me. No, none of that matters to God. He's already got a plan. I'm sure like I was, you can probably come up with a thousand reasons why you're not going to be blessed and why you'll not ever get married and why you won't get any good breaks. But we have to quit dwelling on that and let new seeds take root. God is not limited by your income or by the economy or by your past or by your future. Dare to believe. Dare to put your faith out there. Let God out of your box. A couple of years after that, the deed restrictions in our neighborhood were changed. And that allowed us to subdivide our property. We ended up selling half of our property for more than we paid for the whole thing. Long story short, today we live in a house just like the one Victoria saw. And we still... We still go by that other house all the time. And every time we do, Victoria punches me and says, Oh, ye of little faith. <laughs> she will not let me forget it. I'm trying to get her to let go of the past, but she won't do it. <laughs> but my problem was I was only focused on the natural. I didn't see a way. But God is not limited to the natural. One touch of his favor can change everything. Why don't you be a believer and not a doubter? You may not be able to figure it out. That's okay. Just turn it over to God and say, God, I know you can do what men can't do. You can cause me to be at the right place at the right time. You can give me the breaks I need to get to the next level. Dare to believe God has a plan. If it doesn't work out, you don't have to live all frustrated. Just keep doing your best every day, knowing that God's got you in the palm of his hand. And some of you today, you need to lighten your load. You're going around trying to figure everything out and you're discouraged because it's not happening as fast as you would like. No, turn that over to God. Don't let your dreams and desires consume you to where you're not going to be happy unless it happens your way. Put that dream on the altar. Trust God to bring it about His way and in His timing. And remember, just because you don't see a way doesn't mean God doesn't have a way. And if you'll dare to let God out of your box, Trust him to do it his way. He's promised he'll not only give you the desires of your heart, but he'll pour out his blessings and favor and you'll live that life of victory he has in store. Amen. Do you receive it today? We never like to close our broadcast without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me? Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. 
Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if you prayed that simple prayer, we believe you got born again. Get in a good Bible-based church. Keep God first place. He's going to take you places that you've never dreamed of. Thank you for listening to the Joel Osteen Podcast. Help us continue to share the message of hope with those all over the world. Visit joelosteen.com slash give hope to give a gift today. Thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope you'll subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to keep you inspired all through the week. We're praying for you. I know God's best is still ahead. We'll see you next time.